Welcome to the Biz Nation podcast. I'm your host, Kerry Zarb. This episode features the highlights from another amazing discussion with a superstar guest. You can head back and catch the full episode in this podcast. I hope you enjoy this short, sharp episode, and I'd love it if you'd leave me a rating or a review. Let's get into the show. I take all the jargon out of it is what people tell me. So I try to really simplify things and I have fun. Like I love teaching people and doing workshops and just making social media easy and accessible for them. I think you nailed it on the head, consistency. You know, a lot of us, you know, these new platforms come out and you're like, ooh, shiny, let me go get involved with that. Ooh, Clubhouse, I gotta do that and rah, rah, rah. And if you're not nailing Facebook, what are you doing on the next one? If you haven't gotten your website under control with, you know, common blog posting and basic SEO stuff, what are you doing jumping into these new shiny things? What we found, I mean, yes, the people that are the early adopters in new platforms do tend to do better, but what we're finding long-term is that those who are consistent and who show up, it's not every day anymore. I mean, there is, you have a presence every day. You might not have to be posting every day, but it's those people that that show up consistently, that are reliable, that think long-term, think long game, are the ones that actually last, are the ones mm. that actually have success. You know, when you just go up there and you just, you know, throw a piece of content here and, you know, put an Instagram post there and, you know, do an audio recording and there's no synergy between them or there's no backlink between them or there's no, you know, tying it all together. You confuse your audience because they don't know what to expect from you. You surprise your audience because they're not used to seeing you in the feed and then all of a sudden you pop up and it's like, oh, am I so, I didn't, what? I'm still following them or, you know, things like that. And you're not taking social serious as a business tool. I've learned this term lately, you know, is it, is it, is it a legitimate thing or is it just an expensive hobby? And I'm learning there's a lot of things in my life that have become expensive hobbies. And I think when you just sort of, when you're not consistent on social, when you just sort of go at it without a strategic plan and without, um, consistent plan and consistent effort, it just becomes an expensive hobby because you're just playing. You're not really using Mm. it as a tool effectively. It's not just about posting. And I think people lose sight of that, you know, uh, sure. A couple years ago, we were posting every single day. I remember when we were posting twice a day on Facebook or three times a day on Instagram for my tourism and hospitality clients. I can see how you'd have that frequency just because you have that much to say and you have that much content to share. But for the average business, like, you know, uh, a plumber, say, for example, they don't need to be posting every day because how many photos of pipes can you? (laughs) Yeah, I know plumbers do more than that. You will get out of social as much as you put into it. So, yes, you put your post up. Maybe you post three times a week. But what are you doing in between? Are you going and you commenting on other people's posts? Are you replying to the comments that people left you? Are you sliding into the DMs and engaging with people? Now, I hate that cold cold calling via the DMs. Um, It just seems so unnatural to me. But for some businesses and some things, that does work. But that consistency is having a presence every day and, and engaging and liking and Take your thoughts on Gary Vee either way, but Gary Vee has this strategy, his $1.80 strategy, which is you go and you give your two cents 90 times. 
Now that's a lot. I don't have time to, to do that. But I like the theory in that you do, you go in, you can't look at social media as just a push strategy. It has to be a push and pull. You have to, you have to give more than you take. And I know that's a whole bunch of jargon. I always say when I do my workshops, don't be the brand that makes me feel like I need to take a shower after an interaction with you, <laughs> right? But that's yep. it. Like you don't want to be like you don't want to be the creepy brand. Like there was a there's an example Spotify. You know how Spotify every year does um, all the data at the end of the year, and you're like, you listen to 12 hours of Nickelback, and one in five songs has or one in five playlists has a Britney song on it. I'm showing my age. Um, you know that's like that's a really cool use of data. Netflix a couple years ago. Now Netflix doesn't release any data about their user numbers and how people interact. But Netflix sent this tweet out that said to the person that watched The Christmas Prince 57 times in a row, who hurt you? Ugh. That's creepy. Like yeah. they were trying to be funny, but that's like, oh, Netflix don't do that. So be like Spotify, use data in a fun way, interact with people in a fun way. Um, engage them, give them interesting pieces of information. Don't, don't make me feel like I need a shower after an interaction with you. And I think that that's where we're really going in business. You know, we sort of have come that full circle, you know, the, the salesman and the sales push just doesn't work like it used to. It truly is that authenticity and, and, and the way that the person makes you feel that gets it over the line. Yes, we're still price conscious and yes, we're still, you know, some of the major things, but it's how did that interaction make you feel that pushes you over the line that, 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 that causes the, the trigger. Google did this paper on micro moments. Um, I think it was Think with Google. And it talks about how throughout life, we're constantly getting like bombarded and they all add up. I, I touch my stomach a lot when I talk about this because it's that gut feeling, right? And yep. it's like all these moments adding up and then all of a sudden you have the trigger, good or bad. And in a world that is chaotic as it is, there's very little that we have control over but we have control over how we make people feel and we have control over the content that we put into the world. So make them positive interactions, make them good, make so that it builds upon itself so that when your customer has that gut feeling and they're ready to go, they're ready to purchase, you go, you, you're the one that made me feel good. I think video is definitely, but it's going, I was actually having this conversation the other day. You know, when we first had video, I guess there was the, the proper video productions and then people are like, wait a second, I've got a smartphone, I can make video and I can do this. And so we sort of went into the, the video that wasn't as good, but that's okay because we wanted the authenticity. But now I think, and I kind of blame TikTok for this one. <laughs> you gotta have video skills. Like you gotta be able to do the transitions and you gotta be able, it can still be, you know, you casual, but it's way more than just, I'm filming myself on video. It, it's, there's production to it now, and that's what's cutting through. So yeah, video is, is, is more important than ever, but it's just what kind of video or how you do that video. Yeah, oh, it's crazy. And I have a friend who is, she's determined to learn some transitions at the moment, and she's spending hours doing it. And I don't know where she has the time for that. Like, I just, I mean, they're amazing. She's like there and then she pushes her hand forward and then she's in a completely different outfit and then she falls on the couch and it's, it's, 
It's amazing, but she spends all day doing it. And I guess then it becomes a learned skill. And so, you know, each one you do, you get better and better and better at. And if your job is to make TikToks and your job is to do these things, then sure, it's a wise investment. Or is it an expensive hobby? Don't lie, like that, that, that authenticity. You know, if you're selling a product, don't claim that the product's gonna do one thing when it does something else. But yeah, be, I think it's that be authentic, you know what I mean? And even that, even me telling you, you know, my silly dog, anybody that were to, to look at me on socials will realize that my dog is my child. I am that crazy fur baby mama, like, I mean, <laughs> he's 38 kilos, so he's not that little, but like, my dog is part of me. And so that's authenticity. And so that comes across in my content and it makes me relatable and it makes me, you know, all the things that you want to be in business. Yeah. So when we're talking about consistent content, it's be yourself, brush your hair, you know, look a little bit nice, be yourself and be authentic. And I think in today's world, you know, where it is so crazy and it is so polished and fake and contoured and edited and filtered, that if you are just consistently showing up and you are consistent in your message, whatever that message is, but it is the same message woven in or out, little bits here and there, that's how you'll succeed because people know what to expect from you. It's that tiny micro moment on tiny micro moment that when the dog does bark, they go, oh, that's all right, that's Meg, I expected that. It's the authenticity, it's, it's just being, whatever your thing is, stick to it. People who, I think the people that come and go are the ones that don't quite understand who they are or what they're selling. And every yeah. day it's something different. And I'll admit before I'd ever been here, I was like, it's on the wrong coast. Why would you go there? Now I've been in Perth for almost 20 years and I can't imagine living anywhere else. It is for living, for the day to day, it is honestly the greatest city in the world. You know, it takes me like a bad traffic day is 15 minutes. I had a friend from Melbourne visit and I was getting like rage cause I just, it was taking me so long, air quotes, so long to get him to the hotel to drop him off. He's like, what's wrong with you? I was like, this is taking forever. He's like, Meg, we've been in the car for 10 minutes. I was like, okay. Oh. You know, it's quite funny during isolation. It was like social, social isolation is easy in Perth. And you'd like look to your left and look to your right. That's cause there's no one here. But I don't know, the people are nice. The weather's incredible. It's just, it's good. You can buy a home here mm. for a reasonable price. What's wonderful here is that I can actually have a yard. I live 10 minutes from the city and I have a yard. Didn't cost me my kidney to get. Beautiful beaches in the world. Like, and there's nobody on them. Thanks for tuning in to this short, sharp episode. If you'd like to catch the full episode, please head back on this podcast. I'm your host, Kerry Zab, and you can catch me on Clubhouse, Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn by searching my name, Kerry Zab. Or you can catch me on my website at kerryzab.com.